home slice audio. Hello, everybody, This this is a bad idea because I'm drinking what you paid for. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Oh, that's still not as good as Houston, and I couldn't come up with anything better. That was beautiful. That's great. Well done. I think you're just placating me, both of you. No, I feel more loved now, actually. (laughs) It was the inflection. Uh, So, uh, welcome to Whiskey at Work. We're here with uh, Gabe and Dan, as per normal seems like here lately that's right we are trying something a little different we're stepping away from the uh japanese whiskey for a minute at least at least for a week um we didn't want to do the whiskey the japanese stuff without houston so uh we are going to step back into my comfort zone a little bit with the uh, jack daniels product and we've got the jack daniels bottled and bond that we bought recently uh via the internet via germany i believe and the actual jack daniels bonded that is available here now and the rumor was i believe i think gabe mentioned it a couple of weeks back that uh he had heard that in a then at a taste test they're a bit different yeah, again, it's just a rumor. I've heard it. I can neither confirm nor deny. I've never had either one. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, the gurus can establish something different. Because, yeah, I'm not a... This is a little bit out of my territory, so uh, I think this is going to be the Gabe Shut Up episode. <laughs> well, I, I doubt that wholeheartedly. <laughs> it's going to be the, oh, there's tangerine in here. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, I just like to drink it. I've never been much of a one for... Uh, picking out the notes and certainly not in a comparison situation but um i'll drink them a lot of a lot of them for that matter right but, um you've never had either one of these Mm-mm. no i did have the um the triple mash triple mash that one is is pretty pretty damn good i like that one a lot the triple mash it, yeah they came out here locally along with the bonded um, I talked to our guy, Mike Galvin, who is the rep, the regional rep based out of Omaha about that, because I had some questions on whether the, the, uh, single malt was a Jack Daniels product and why weren't they selling it and so forth. And he assured me that everything that goes into a Jack Daniels bottle is made and distilled in the, their their uh, Jack Daniels distillery. So, and his claim, at least at the time, was that he didn't know how much of a market there would be for single malt American whiskey. Um, I think even in this room, we have agreed that it, it's up and coming, and there is a place for it for sure. Yeah, so I would agree. For I would sure. imagine they would have it um, on the stores as soon as they see fit. Yeah. As soon as they see a market for it. I, I would agree. I would say as well as the triple mash has gone out with that being kind of the one element that people are unsure of with the single malt side of things. I, I think that it would be really cool for them to release that, even if it becomes a limited release kind of offering where it's just put out into the market, kind of like the Koi Hill was or the Heritage bottle. Or the 10-year. Or the 10-year, something like that. It'd be pretty cool new release with that. Yeah, I, I imagine that's got to be coming. They seem to be very studied and measured in the way that they release products. I mean, as far as the bottled and bond being European only for 
quite a while, I think, and, mm-hmm. and, and waiting what seems like forever, Galvin, to bring the bonded <laughs> here here to western South Dakota. But um, have you tried it, Gabe? Yeah, it's it's good. Um, I like it more than the standard jack for sure. Now, it's it's been a long time since I've had standard jack. Um, I drink a lot of the single barrel barrel proof. I like that one a lot. Um, but I'll tell you, I think it's Jack Daniels releasing the bonded. Um, it, it's about damn time that they did, in, in my opinion, because especially this is going to be a, a mainstay, I, I think. Is that correct, Dan? Yeah, that's my understanding is that both the bonded and the triple mash are going to be permanent yeah. line extensions. That's what I okay. gathered. Because, I mean, this is going to be fair competition for things like um, Evan Williams bottled and bond, early times bottled and bond, Old Forester bottled and bond, like Almost every major distillery out there has a relatively accessible bottled and bond product. Um, yeah, it's about time Jack Daniels did. I think it's it's a good move on their part. I would agree with that. Um, that tenure, I think, was the first age statement product they put out mm-hmm. in decades. Mm-hmm. I think, if I if I remember, hundred years, I think, is what it said. And you know, to have a four year bottled and bonded a hundred proof, um, I'm ecstatic. I mean, this is. I mean, per your guys' lead, I've been finding myself drinking it more and more neat to the point where it's not as harsh on my palate or it's so harsh that it's killed me. <laughs> but but this this is this is to me, this one's a nice, easy drinking you know. What would you say the, the mouth ability on it is? That one's for you, Patrick. <laughs> uh in that case it's it, it's lovely. Oh yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think um, I think the whiskey scene is getting to the point where people want age statements. They want higher proofs. They're not looking for forty percent alcohol mixers all the time anymore. I think the want and the need for integrity, whether it be single malt, Japanese whiskey, bourbon, what have you, I think the market is there now, and it's getting huge for age statements. Um, like things like natural color, not chill filtered, and higher proof. I think people want it, and I think Jack Daniels is seeing that, and that's why we're seeing a lot of change from them. Um, and I think it's a good move. I think it's, I think it's awesome that they're they're doing this. I, I think it is a bit of a diversity in product. I mean, for a long time, all you had was the black, and then you added the gentleman, and then the single barrel, and now they're getting into the proof stuff and the flavored stuff a little. Um, and to see some of these new products coming out of Jack Daniels, I think is, is important for them as a brand as well. Yeah, I would agree. I really like the, um, even just the, the 94 proof single barrel, um, is such a solid offering. And, and to me, this just is, is very complimentary, um, as far as an extension of the line, um, to where if you want a little bit more proof, um, than that the lower proof single barrel, um, it provides that without going clear up to the 120 plus barrels proof, um, single bottle or single barrel offerings. What was your single barrel? It, it had to be 130. 131, six and 131, two, if I remember right. I remember I bought a bottle of it. It came in at 136 or something. Um, we were lucky enough when we were there touring the distillery, we got a taste of it right out of the barrel in the Rick house with uh with jeff and he brought up a hand drill and and i'm like stupid me I'm like uh they won't give you a makita he's like well some guys use spark arresting i'm like oh 
dummy. You know, you, you might blow the whole thing up. Uh, if I suppose that would be an issue. Yeah. Um, but that was that was interesting. I, you know, it had already been a long night in Nashville, and then to have him pull that thing out of the barrel directly and give us each a little taste of it was like, I'm not sure I'm going to live through this, and it was so good. Yeah. And it was, I think it was the when they were in, about to introduce the rye single barrel. Yeah, it was it was something else. Yeah. When the Koi Hill that came out this year, I mean, my the bottle I have is 147.7, and hmm. I mean, that thing is... Hmm hot but in a really really good way like it is still just the flavors that are in that thing are just absolutely incredible but it's it drinks all of 147.7 <laughs> proof for sure you guys want to yeah we, I, I taste test these I'd a little be bit really curious to put them kind of back to back kind of see what our favorites are or what our favorite is yeah, yeah or if there's a difference at all i'm yeah i'm i'm thank you i'm like to me in my head seems like it would be odd that they would I'm I'm pretty skeptical, um, for me that I'm even going to be able to tell the difference. Now we'll see, but there's such a large distillery. Like I I would think batching and taste variation is not um, that hard for them because they have so much to source and blend from. Right, but you know they they go through great pains to make sure that their black is. Mm-hmm consistent even over mm. the years and they get some diversity in their single barrels where that comes from a have some bottles have fruity notes and some have oaky notes and some are right. dry and some are chocolate and some are banana you know yeah. i mean it's i mean you get a little bit of those hints in there i, I would imagine that these have got to be close yeah and this one has been around for a lot longer so i mean this this recipe this blend batch whatever they're doing for this has been around but i'm wondering when they sat down, I was like, okay, we want to release this in the U.S. Was it, you know, we're just going to take this and put it there, or did they make it different? I mean, the bottle's different. The the labeling's different. To me, it's why go through that effort of making them different like that if they're not going to taste different? Well, and, and they're named different. Right, I mean, they one's are. bottled yep. and bonded, one's bonded, yep. right? It just seems like a weird move to me. Like, I, I don't entirely understand that. Maybe especially... they use Europe as a test goat. Hmm, yeah. The other thing, too, I'm noticing... This one is a sour mash. Is all Jack Daniels sour mash? I believe so. I believe it is. Okay. Because yeah. that one doesn't, does it have it on the label? Does it say sour mash? I'm not, I'm not seeing it on here where it says sour mash. I mean, because some, like Michter's, it'll say, like, they have their sour mash release they do, and then the other ones aren't. Um, and I'm not as familiar with Jack Daniels. I don't know if they all are sour mash because this one says it, that one doesn't. Maybe that's a difference. I'm I'm not sure. Somebody out there is gonna ridicule me for not knowing this, but I believe <laughs> that they are. Yeah, I think they are. I had two as I was doing research. I didn't find a lot where where Jack Daniels specifically released any comparison between the two. Um, I've seen a couple of different um, whether it's other podcasts or Facebook groups that have done a little bit of a side-by-side comparison, but I haven't seen anything official from Jack Daniels stating that they're the same or different. Hmm. Gabe's getting super analytical. I'm curious, man. I'm (laughs) real, like I said, I'm skeptical, but I'm real curious. Um, On the nose for a little bit, I thought it smelled a little different, but maybe that was just me thinking it. 
I mean, what do you guys get on the nose of, let's just call the overseas bottled and bond glass A? <laughs> you guys get anything sticking out on glass A? Again, just, I'm going I'm to revert to your expertise. You, you are uh, a lot more analytical than I, by far. The initial sip on the on the oh American, that's the American version seemed a little smoother and a little sweeter. That's different. But I'm that's like I'm that's got to be different. The taste is different. The description on the bottle here on the on the U.S. version is is caramel, rich oak, and spice, um, and I don't see that anywhere on the. For me. The bonded version tastes more burnt, toffee, caramels, whereas the bottled and bond is more fruity and lighter honey caramels. Hmm. I, I, I get <laughs> this one. I'm t- this one. The bottled and bond, the overseas edition, tastes sweeter to me on the palate than the bonded. The bonded tastes more oaky and dark, hmm. and slightly. Charred. Charred. Right at the initial. It, it's it's weird having all this dead air because Houston's not here to <laughs> right. fill the space. I, I did think they tasted different in, in after hearing some of this. I mean, I did get a different note from that, but they're not vastly different. No, they're... I don't know. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, I think I'm I'm picking up what you're saying on the the bonded. How it has a little bit more of that barrel influence with that char characteristic. Um, yeah. I get a little bit more there than I do with the bottled in bond. Um, I think that they both have almost like a juicy fruit flavor. Yeah, they're both or sweetness to them. I don't get on a the whole nose lot of and banana. the palate. No, I, I I'm used to Jack Daniels being super banana. This is more sweet maple and caramel and, yeah, juicy fruit than banana. I got to admit, I've never never had juicy fruit on Jack. I've, I've had the banana, especially in some of the single barrels mm-hmm. that we've mm-hmm. had, but the, the minty, juicy fruit kind of, I, I'm, I'm, that misses me. They're the same. I mean, yeah, they're both bottom to bond. So 50% alcohol, 100 proof. I mean, is there a preference? Either one of you? Um, for me, and this could just be purely my own suggestion, I prefer the, the bottled and bond, I think. The European version. Yeah. Of course you do, because it's not available over yeah. here. <laughs> I'm classy, Dan, okay? It's it's available am... over here. If you know somebody, True. there's a couple, three bottles. I don't know, man. I, I would need to spend, I'm going to spend more time, because my second sip on that, tasted more similar to that so i don't know well and that's that's kind of where i was at you know we were we were patiently waiting or some of us were and so we i got i got into the i got into the bottled and bond version a little bit but um i i i'm gonna i in all honesty i'm gonna lean if i had to pick one to walk out of here with i'd pick the uh, the bonded one i think just because it has more of that caramel toffee than the I think. Yeah, they're they're very very similar. Um, the the differences are so subtle. 
it's not a lot. It's like maybe... I think it'd be difficult to pick it out blind. Oh yeah. Oh, I think so too. Oh yeah. Doubt. I mean, we're talking per, like small percent, like less than ten, like probably six, six percent difference. It, it's not a lot. It's mostly in the first arrival. The the mid palate is very similar, sweet, light oak, but then in the back end, that one feels a little bit more charred and oaky to me, and darker than this one. This one finishes sweeter to me, very very lightly, but more sweet. I guess we we should be able to get some answers to these questions because I think they're. Uh... We're going to do a Jack Daniels tasting here again this rally, fingers crossed. Mm. So maybe we can get uh, the master distiller to come in and and answer some of these questions. Yeah, I'd be interested to see if he's if he's willing to answer any. <laughs> if they I mean, if they haven't put out anything saying they're different, I maybe they maybe it's not, I don't know. And again, this is who knows what year this is from. Whereas this yeah, is when, a, a current year, so batch variants, right? I mean, there's yeah, always when this one when this one was bottled and yeah. and sent overseas. Yeah, that's a good that's a good question. Because I mean, yeah, it, the casks they're using year to year are, might be different. It oh sure so certainly. I'm sure it, it comes down to batch variants because they are very similar. Um, they're certainly within a stone's throw. Of, oh yeah, of being the same, I would think. Any any thoughts, Dan? You've been you've been the quiet one in this bunch. I thought maybe you'd step up a little more with the, yeah, sorry, with, the I'm gonna with the bourbon era drink. of things again. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm impressed with with both the offerings, and I'm glad that um, Jack is going to continue to do some of these new line extensions um, to just bring more variety. And I guess I would just challenge people to step outside of their their comfort zone. I hear quite often, even with our Jack Daniel single barrels that we had. You know, people are really quick to say, I don't like Jack. They had a, a bad experience <laughs> with old number seven in college and have sworn it off since. And, you know, some of the gentlemen Jack and the single barrels and gold label number 27, um, Sinatra, which I don't necessarily love. It's got good flavor. It's just not my preference, if you will. Sure. Um, but those upper end line extensions of Jack Daniels have all been hitters in my opinion. And, and I, I too was a, a sleeper on Jack Daniels products for a long time. And, um, we know we've picked two barrels now and I'm, I'm happy to, to be able to have this bonded in the triple mash available. And, um, just, I, I think they're definitely worth picking up a bottle and, and giving it a try. Whether you buy it at Timmins market or not. Right. Well, that'd be the preference. That would be, that would be the preference. Yeah. The ones at Timmins market are actually better. <laughs> right. Uh, it's a batch difference. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> yeah. No, I, um, it's weird for me because again, overseas, most, again, overseas, the thing is it's scotch. Scotch sure. is the predominant spirit of, of whiskey of what people are drinking. Um, so most people associate, um, Jack Daniels was like highballs or mixers or, uh, you know, it's shit whiskey, right? Um, so that's kind of how I was brought up. Like, oh, Jack Daniels, why would I drink it? I um, Lately, though, I have really turned that corner. Um, a lot of things Jack Daniels is putting out, they are hitters. And, and Jack is becoming this allocated brand now which I, I don't think it used to be. Like, the Koi Hill, the hype that thing got, and how hard it was to get, I mean, it's it's right up there with any Wild Turkey, Buffalo Trace, Elijah Craig um, products now. Right. Um, 
And to be honest with you, I, I wish I didn't have that opinion of Jack um, when I did and as long as I did because um, especially going back and trying some single barrels, I'm still not the biggest fan of them, but man, I'll, that Jack Daniel single barrel barrel proof, if that isn't one of the most hitter, easily available $55 to $60 high proof bourbon on the market, um, Jack Daniels is doing a lot of things right. And I, I think people are starting to notice that, especially with their special releases. And I'm excited. I, I am a Jack Daniels fan now, which I never thought I'd say. <laughs> yeah, um, when, that, when that Jack Daniels Heritage released, what was that, two years, three years ago now? Um, you know, we, we snagged a bottle of it, and I wish I hadn't sold any of them. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Um, and the Koi Hill was good. I think the, the High Proof Rye was phenomenal. Yeah, I like um, that. I'm looking forward to their annual releases every year now at this point. I, I'm curious as to what they're going to bring for us if if the tasting comes back to the rally and it, you know it comes to fruition they usually you know the last time we did it they they brought us samples of the apple before it actually made it into the bottle for national release mm. um so that was i mean it's not exactly where i want to go with it right. usually i've got to cut that with with a regular jack all of their all of their flavored stuff the cinnamon the honey and the apple i've got to go about half and half with another snort of the the regular stuff but I, I wonder if they will have some something new i know they're big fans of the rally or at least they have been in the past mm-hmm. and, and this tasting is a is a big thing for them so i hope they're bringing something i hope it comes off first of all because if you guys want to go i'm sure we can can figure that out and get you up there and, mm-hmm. and it's a cool setting and it's the same night as the uh the b1 flyover Oh yeah. Um, so when we're up on the hill, it's right below Sturgis Hill. The sign on Sturgis, there's a house right there, and uh, so you get to see the B1 at about eye level. Oh, very cool. As, as it's going by, I mean, it's really neat. Um, at least that's where we've done it the last yeah. several years. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad you guys came in. I, I I really thought maybe you'd come up, Gabe, with uh, with something that was you know this is way different or but it sounds well, like even you think it's yeah, fairly close like i said i was i'm pretty skeptical um i mean i don't know i i think me and dan are, are pretty much in agreement where it's it's very very close and any difference that is there which i do think there is a difference between these bottles that doesn't mean that release wise they're different it could just be batches yeah sure. without a doubt well are we going to get back to Japanese whiskey next week? Are we going to do the Shunkashudo? I think that's the four plan. seasons. Is that what we're hoping? That's I'm, the goal. I'm making that up a little bit, especially since I don't have Houston here to yell at me about about uh, what we're doing, and I don't envy his job. I'd much rather be comic relief over hmm. where, where Gabe's at and just make snarky comments. Yeah, I should feel or, honored sitting in this chair. <laughs> wow, this is. A- you should feel more honored than I do shoes. feel sitting in this chair. I know that for sure. Don't worry. Next week we'll be back in our normal oh, spots, and I'll be back over here in the quiet corner. Houston will get this we and can tell me how hard he has to work all the time. It'll suck. If he doesn't go pet a buffalo in Yellowstone. Mm. I, he's, he had a picture of a bear. I was kind of hoping he'd pet that. Yeah. No luck. No he luck. should pet the bear. He should yeah. pet the bear. They're soft and cuddly. <laughs> That's what I've heard. I've Ted, heard. Teddy Roosevelt did it, so I'm told. Anyway, thank you folks for listening. Uh, This has been Whiskey at Work. Gabe and Dan, Houston, hopefully, 
with my fingers crossed, as much as I hate to admit it, is we'll be back in the pilot's chair and I can go back to being snarky. So, uh, look forward to having you all listen again next week. Thanks for coming. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey at Work. I am the producer and host, Mark Houston, along with Rob Henry. Our shows are engineered by Chris Jaquis, and the video and audio editing is done by our own Russ Haddon. If you like what you hear, we would love a five-star review wherever you rate your podcast and leave us a comment as well. It's Whiskey at Work on the Home Slice Audio Network. <laughs> <laughs>